Hi there, welcome back to the Rooted Podcast. This is the first uh, episode that we have in the new year and we're chatting with Nea, who's one of our students here at Central and yeah, we're just going to be chatting a little bit more about our God is Green series. You might have seen Nea uh, did a video for us during one of our gatherings, basically just talking in response to what this new series uh, that we're going through although it might be quite new to a lot of people, just how that affects us and how we can interact with that. And yeah, we're just going to go into a wee bit more detail and just chat a wee bit further about some of the stuff that was covered in that video. So, hello, Nea. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for chatting with us. Uh, It's very appreciated. And it was just really nice to hear your perspective. And I think it's nice to have different voices uh, from our church family kind of chatting about stuff and kind of hearing about this. And I think a lot of students I know will be interested and quite uh, actively involved in this sort of stuff and uh, with our young adults as well. It's not something that we talk about a lot in the church. I think it's quite nice and refreshing that Central's doing this. Uh, and just how do you think we should respond to all this climate chat that we have in the media? Yeah, yeah. As I think as we've been chatting through the past a few Sundays, we always come back to saying that when God created the earth, when God created um, the whole creation, it was perfect. It was Mm. good and it was perfect. Mm. Um, And then sin entered the world. And I think that's a really, uh, really important place to start when we have these conversations. And a really helpful way to understand sin, at least for me, is to see it as this broken relationship between God, ourselves, other people, and then creation. And with climate change, it's so obviously there's a broken relationship between us and creation. Yeah. Um, we see that in um, in loss of different species. We see that in um, horrible like weather conditions. It's so obvious to see that in the space of a broken relationship between us and creation. Mm. But also there's this broken relationship between us and other people, which I think is really important. And I think for some of us who are maybe just starting to engage with this issue, it might be a really good place to start. Like, how is this, um, how is, how do we see this as a broken relationship between us and others? Um, and when we, um, if you remember the story of the Good Samaritan in, I think, in Luke's gospel, where the question is, who is my neighbor? Like, we're called to love our neighbor, but who is my neighbor? And what Jesus basically says through, uh, through that story is that everyone is our neighbor, that there's no limit, there's no boundary between um, us and people that we're meant to love. Um, and in our, well, at least in my very comfortable life, it's so easy to focus on just myself and people in my very close proximity, whether that's um, people in my community or people in my city or just my family. And I forget that there's this whole other like world around us yeah. and that we we have these things called global neighbors that we will never ever meet but we still are called to love them and to love them really practically um and truth is a lot of these global neighbors are hurting as a result of of climate change and of climate crisis um, i think people have called climate crisis as threat multiplier which basically means that a lot of 
issues that a lot of justice issues that we might know about are exacerbated because of climate change um whether it's the refugee crisis yeah. um we know that because of the rising sea levels and um so many other consequences of of climate change people are going to have to fo be forced to flee their homes so this then exacerbates the refugee crisis. Or if you think about global poverty, um, climate change is driving people even deeper into poverty. So all these things that I'm sure a lot of people already care about are going to be in our, our right now um, intensified because of climate change. Um, and so there's something really powerful about how do we love our neighbor? And in First Corinthians 13, like love doesn't dishonor others. How do we live in a way that doesn't dishonor people really close to us, but also people who live really, really far away that we will never meet? Um, and it's like, how do we, how do we respond to this, right? I think, I think for that reason, it is a justice issue because some people are going to be impacted way more profoundly, and we need to see, we need to respond to it um, as though it is any other justice issue that we know. Um, and it's an urgent one, so we need to respond with, with urgency um, because our global neighbors are suffering right now. Um, I think if you think of uh, when COVID first started, how world leaders like, gathered together and were able to put things on pause and really like, invest into just solving this crisis right now. And I know the issue is so much more complex than that, but if we view something as an emergency, we've seen that there are actually resources and resources and ways um, for people to make changes. We just have to see it as urgent. And so I guess for, um, for us specifically, um, there's this challenge, not, not a way to carry guilt, but there is a challenge. Like how do we maybe make some sacrifices yeah. that are going to be maybe a bit uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah. but that will um, allow us to make decisions that really honor and love global our, our global neighbors. Yeah, I think it's harder to maybe sometimes imagine or like envision like what we do, what impact people that we like, will ne as you say, it will never meet mm -hmm. or like we'll never even understand or really comprehend their lives. And I think that's where the challenge does come in because we've become so accustomed to the way that we live, which is very comfortable. Now for us to be called out and to change these things are these comforts. I think that is where the challenge can come in. I guess what would you like recommend for people to kind of do or interact with to maybe even, I think it might even also help like what can they do to like see where the impact of what they're doing like what mm -hmm. is actually happening in like the global south like you said like what can we be doing in response to that i think um because it is so hard to engage with something that feels really far removed mm -hmm. um the first place to start is to just look at like what are my values in life and hopefully they align with god's heart and god's values yeah. right and so if I have these values to whatever they are, to honor people, to, um, to love God, love creation, um, how, do I, how do I make decisions that are in line with these values? I think it comes down to integrity and then faithfulness to follow God's heart yeah. um, because it can feel so insignificant, the fact that I'm buying a bamboo straw instead of a plastic straw am i really saving anyone's life yeah, with this right yeah. <laughs> but i the way i view it is well 
I'm being faithful in the small things. And I just see this as a small act of worship, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. And if it's uncomfortable or if it's a bit, if it feels like a sacrifice, like, oh, I don't want to walk if I can take a five minute bus. But if, if again, if you view it as worship and in a way, I'm, this is how I am following God's, um, God's values, then I think that might help people to, to make all those like small changes. Yeah, it's also like, when you look at the news, it's very doom and gloom and very overwhelming and being like, oh dear, like this isn't looking good. And I think you can kind of freak out and be like, oh, there's, there's too much like for me to, like, where do you start kind of thing? I think what you're saying there in the small steps, it is just like reframing how you're thinking. And if you're doing that in the small things, then that can lead it on to bigger things and more impactful things like a straw. Like that's not that's not what's gonna like completely change the world. But I think it's just reposturing yourself in that. I guess you're speaking about how God in that video you spoke about how God urged for his people to look out for the marginalized. And I guess this is where it kind of comes back to this justice issue. And yeah, would you be okay to kind of go into a wee bit more detail about what do we do in the global north, how that impacts the global south? Yeah, for sure. Um First of all, I just want to give a disclaimer. I'm really not an expert in this. <laughs> I've just learned from like different videos no, and no, different conversations no, no, I've good, had. <laughs> um, but, and I hope this doesn't get too technical, but there's this thing called emissions, <laughs> yeah. CO2 emissions or greenhouse gas emissions. Um, and basically those are gases that trap heat and make our planet hotter, hence why global warming and climate crisis. Um, and when you look at the 10% of the richest people in the world, they produce 50% of global emissions. And when you look at the 50% of the economically poorest people or poorest countries, they produce only about 12%. So really there's a big disparity between rich countries and rich individuals actually, and rich companies producing a lot of emissions and that is it's driving people who are already in economic poverty into deeper poverty. Um, and in the video I spoke about Global South. I'm not sure if that's the best way to categorize it. I'm sure there's, it's not always that simple to just call it the Global South. Yeah. Um, but there's communities that are already being forcibly displaced because of the rising sea levels or horrible weather. I think I read the other day that since 2008, there's been 22 million people that have had to forcibly Jeez. yeah, leave their homes. Um, and people who are in, in poverty already, I think there's a prediction that within the next 10 years, a hundred million additional people are gonna be facing poverty purely because of climate change. Um, and how does that happen? It's like rising sea levels, and that means that people's um, homes are being flooded. Or um, communities that Tier Fund works with often rely on their crops. So now that they have to, um, they have to wait for rain, and like it takes way longer for rain to come, or the rain seasons are way shorter. And so that affects their crops, therefore affects their income. Yeah. So it's just driving people further into um, and deeper into poverty. So I think, 
I think we can see some changes in our lives here as well. Like I'm, I'm from Slovenia and I have so many memories of really, um, like really intense snowfall when I was younger. And there's not been that much snow in the past decade, only this winter, it was quite nice. Yeah. Um, but before then, I just, yeah, haven't seen as much snow as I used to. But that is incomparable with what people are facing, um, where it's their livelihoods and their livestock yeah, is being exactly. so directly affected by the weather. And my life is not gonna be that directly impacted yeah, by yeah. the weather. Um, and so I guess this compassion that I'm sure a lot of us will be feeling towards such communities, then hopefully will motivate us to act and to love really practically. Yeah, and I guess following on from that, like how do we respond to this more? If this is something that is quite new for folk, or I guess the phrase and the term climate change is thrown about a lot, but again, it's quite easy to maybe not engage with it because it could feel overwhelming. I guess, is there any resources or any like thing that you found like helpful or interesting in trying to understand this more uh, in a way that's like quite manageable? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we're promoting Ellis for Lifestyle book yeah. by Ruth Valerio Central. And I've not read the book, but I've heard a few talks by Ruth Valerio and she is incredible and really knows how to relate the science to the theology as well. So um, I would say that's definitely a good resource. Um, one that is probably not surprising, Tear Fund. Yeah. They have really, really accessible things on their website. If you just Google climate change resources, Tear Fund, yeah. they have so many helpful resources in, uh, in the forms of videos or like fact sheets or things like that. It's just really helpful to break it down in simple terms. Um, so that's, I guess, if people want to find more info. Um, but if people are looking for a community to like explore this with, mm. there's an organization called Young Christian Climate Network. Um, actually, Ruth, who's our student, is the chair of the charity right oh. now. <laughs> yeah, and um, they they did a lot of events last year when there was the um, the COP26 climate conference yes. in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, so if people want to explore that in community, definitely check that um, that organization what was the name of that again young christian climate network cool or yccn yeah okay cool that's it um and of course i'm gonna have to shout out just love as well (laughs) (laughs) i have to uh it's a student community that looks at different justice issues and what god's heart for those um, issues is and how we can pursue his heart for justice in everyday decisions um so I think there is something really powerful about doing it in community. And if you're not a student, there's um, Bible studies that have been written by Tear Fund. So, and I've done a few of them. So you can just like get a few people together and use the resource that they already have. And it's really, it's so much better to do this with other people. Yeah, I think that, yeah. I think it's easy to feel like alone in it and just kind of like, where do I start? So yeah, those are great. Thank you for sharing those i'm sure those will be very helpful but yeah thank you for coming in as well and chatting with us i think this was just a lovely conversation to have just yeah going into a wee bit more depth and hopefully that helps some people who are listening to this and uh kind of perks your interest into this uh yeah, yeah. into what we're talking about so thanks, thanks so for much. having me that's all good <laughs>